go over all the information you just acquired and process it. Hi you guys and welcome to my podcast Brain Dump. Officially, this is a place where I'm going to be recapping what I've learned throughout the week from my college classes. It's something that will help me review what has been talked about in my classes, but it'll also allow me to relate what I've learned to life and how those things can be applied. Some weeks will focus more on one specific class, while others might highlight each class. Unofficially, it'll be a place where I can deposit tidbits of information that I find fascinating. I hope that these things are somehow able to help you, and if not, I just hope you enjoy listening. A little bit about me before we start, just so we don't feel like complete strangers. I'm a senior in college studying digital media and technology, and let's just say, it's been a ride. I love how creative I can get with my degree, and I look forward to exploring the different areas that this can be applied to. I love being outdoors, hiking especially, and I used to be a gymnast. There you go. Super accurate picture of me, I know, but we don't have a ton of, ton of time, so let's get started. In my first English class, we've been discussing professional writing in the workplace and why it's important. While this applies to people of all ages, it can be paramount to graduating seniors or university students looking for a job. This week, most of our discussion focused on and was related to professional and cultural representation. When it comes to representation within the professional workplace, representation and communication are crucial. If it's not done right, you not only risk your portrayal of your personal brand, but also that of the company you're representing. One of the main takeaways I got from this lecture was you don't always need to have control, but you do need to be aware. Who is your audience? How do they typically receive information? How do they act? What are some social cues? All of these play into communicating in the workplace. Culture and understanding are important. The next thing that we talked about was email. There are four main things that need to be considered when composing and constructing emails. One, be aware of your formatting because people will notice. Two, cultural consideration. Titles and the way you address someone can really help or hurt you. Be aware of common sensitivities and the fact that titles hold very different levels of significance within different cultures. Be respectful of that. Three, overall politeness in an email matters. Make a good impression by using the golden rule and be aware of your tone. Is your tone respectful? Is it something that you'd like to receive in an email? Keep these in mind as you're writing that email up. Four, when handling different topics, realize that opinions will differ from yours and that's okay. Do your best to try and see from the other person's point of view and be respectful of them. A few other things that we learned regarding email and notes or memos that I do not know. Memos come from internal communication and document conversations that can then be broadcasted to the public. Essentially, the way I understood it, if there's a meeting held at a university talking about a ski trip, it might then be recorded and placed on the public bulletin board to inform other students about said trip. They're typically straightforward and they use formal language. Regarding emails, they are also typically straightforward. They tend to use professional and formal language, so you don't write an email like you would a text, a tweet, or an Instagram post. They are very different things, keep these in mind. Context and audience matter. Emails are typically confidential depending on the sender and receiver. 
There are exceptions based on jobs and institutions that you might attend, so be aware of those. Educate yourself on who it's going to and who can access these emails. They are also used as a way to document things, whether it's an event, updates on a project, or a question being asked. Records, emails act as records to help people keep up to date and on track. Breaking down an email, you typically have the to, from, cc, bcc, and a signature. The body contains the main text, but we'll go ahead and skip that part for now. Who the email is sent to is the primary audience. The email will be seen by them and they will most likely be the one to respond or reply. CC stands for carbon copy. This was something I did not know. And it acts as a secondary audience. The primary receiver will be able to see who is CC'd in the email. And it can act as a way to keep accountability. Let's say that you're having a trouble with a group project and you want to email the person. You might CC the professor and that'll catch the person's attention saying, hey, I need to keep on track because the professor is seeing this. BCC stands for Blind Carbon Copy. It's a way to loop someone in without the other correspondents knowing. It can be used as a way to inform or keep accountability as well. Essentially, it's like a CC, but the other respondents cannot see who is looped into it. When it comes to signatures, these technically are put at the bottom, and they will vary from person to person. Often, the title of the person is listed first, followed by their name, the university or place of business, their phone number, and their email. The email is restated for convenience if someone needs to contact you. Sometimes people will include a quote or a saying as well, but be careful when doing so and know its purpose. If you're in a formal office, in a professional setting, you might not include your favorite rap quote. This could be a little detrimental and maybe give a, diff a different picture than you want to portray. So once again, be aware of your context and your audience. That's about it. That's what I learned in the last week of this English class. In my second English class, we've been discussing digital diversity, often basing talks on readings and personal experience. I really enjoy this class because we not only get to discuss the academic readings that we've been talking about, but also relate to our lives, and that's something that helps me really learn and relate to um, the various material that we're learning. One of the questions brought up this week was, how do children use di digital devices today? This was cons considered in relation to reading comprehension, and it's important and beneficial why it's important and beneficial for students, especially those developing literacy skills, to read print-based text instead of electronic material. Now, it's not saying that electronic text isn't good, but the article was discussing how when reading comprehension skills are tested, students who read print were able to fully comprehend that better than those raised on or learning from electronic text. Overall, the discussion among my classes that has seemed to kind of overarch and connect between each section and area is personal branding. Personal branding is much more important than I, than I thought or realized, and it has kind of influenced me and inspired me to keep that in mind as I am going out and applying for jobs or as I'm walking around school or even on social media, just how I act around people. Essentially, your personal brand 
is how you act, how you dress, how consistent you are with this. People come to rely on it, and it's really important to keep in mind your context and your audience, but also how consistent you are with that. For example, your personal brand on social media might be completely different from that of your personal brand at school, but people know you based on these two personal brands. Now, when applying for a job, you want to keep one in mind, keep your contacts and audience in mind, but also just be aware of how you're being portrayed and the employers will go out and look at various social media accounts, various sites, trying to find out who you are. They will do their research on you and keep in mind that if you have some, a personal brand out there that you don't want employers seeing, you might put that on private, you might put that on public, Some like keep that in the back of your mind. Yes. Anyways, that's all I've got for today, you guys. Bear with me as I go through this podcast. I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to use these programs, but I'm really looking forward to sharing this knowledge that I'm learning with you and also just getting to know you guys. So 